0: This week's episode is brought to you by the Retail Innovation Conference and Expo. You're listening to Retail Remix, your inside access to candid conversations with the people shaping retail's future. Here's your host, Alicia Esposito.
1: Welcome to 2024, everyone. I hope you took the last week or two to decompress, spend time with those you love and care about, and of course, reflect on all the hard work you and your team did in 2023, especially considering how much change and volatility the retail industry faced over the past 12 months. To truly reflect on how far we as an industry and community have come and how far we have the opportunity to grow, The Retail Touchpoint's editorial team reached out to 15 industry experts, analysts, and strategists to get their take. What were some of the biggest trends over the past year? How will these trends evolve and impact the industry further in 2024? And perhaps most importantly, what would our community of retail executives and practitioners need to do in order to embrace and capitalize on these trends over the next 12 months. It's quite a big ask, a lot of questions, a lot of layers, a lot of things to consider. But our experts were up for the challenge. And early this past December, we unveiled our interactive Trends and Predictions Report, which features all of these incredible perspectives. If you want to check out all of the videos and get all of these hot takes, simply click the link in the show notes. But I will say for today's episode, we are going to highlight some overlapping themes, some of the bigger topics, trends, and tech that came up several times in the report, undoubtedly proving their prevalence and importance in 2024. The first, perhaps most critical theme in 2024 is the economy. Facing heightened financial pressure due to inflation, some consumers made some notable changes to their spending habits over the past year. In some cases, consumers curbed spending on anything non-essential, like apparel, footwear, cosmetics. Credit card data from Barclays and Citigroup even showed a dip in luxury spending year-over-year for the months of October and November. Other consumers, however, simply re-examined how they were spending on essential items, and that inspired them to implement price comparison tactics and even testing new, lesser-known brands and private label brands.
0: The global economy is expected to grow by a paltry 3%.
2: High inflation continues to plague countries around the world. Central bankers are raising interest rates to try and slow down those price increases.
3: Once inflation gets above about 3.5%, suddenly the the, the consumer is really paying attention to inflation. They're, they're yes. reacting rationally to new inflation news. Inflation is moving one for one with their forecast. And right now, consumers are expecting inflation of about 5-6%.
4: The mall braving the Black Friday crowds
1: to deliver the outlook for retailers. I would say the comments from the CEO directly in response to some of our questions about how demand and sales are going and what the expectations are were actually fairly positive. The uh, health and wellness retailers, those are seeing the biggest trip boost up 14%, followed by department stores and travel retailers at 11%. Shoe retailers seeing a 10% boost in those uh, those shopper trips. So a lot of differences and nuances within the subsectors. Walmart CFO John David Rainey told me, we are seeing shoppers spend when you give them a big discount or a big deal, but we
2: see noticeable drop-offs before and after that.
1: Several of our contributors noted that inflation will be less of a concern in 2024, but that some consumers will continue to employ these cost-savvy measures. Others will loosen the purse strings, of course, and that will ultimately create a bifurcation of sorts, according to Coresight Research. The company's Head of Global Research and Managing Director of Data-Driven Research shares some more context into what that bifurcation means for retailers.
0: Hello, I'm John Mercer, Head of Global Research at Corsair Research. One of the trends we're watching for 2024 is the bifurcated consumption trend that's coming amid new pressures on U.S. consumers. So for some time, there's been a clear shift toward consider consumption amongst a sizeable proportion of shoppers. Yet at the same time, some consumers have been more insulated and they've continued to spend. Going forward, we see headwinds in the form of student loan repayments, higher interest rates, SNAP benefit reductions, and lingering concerns about inflation. And these continue to make some consumers highly price aware. And we expect headwinds such as the inflation legacy and SNAP benefit cutbacks to particularly tamp down spending amongst consumers on lower incomes. We're seeing consumers increasingly call on debt to fund their continued spending, and we are seeing signs of strain. Consumer credit has generally been growing at a high single-digit pace in 2023. Meanwhile, the proportion of credit card holders who are newly delinquent climbed to above pre-pandemic levels in the third quarter of 2023. That third quarter also saw hints of strain in the GDP data. Real consumer spending increased by a solid 4% quarter over quarter, Yet real personal disposable income fell by 1% quarter over quarter, and this suggests that consumers are turning to alternative sources, savings and debt, to fund their increased spending. Meantime, amid higher interest rates, reduced refinancing in the housing market means less equity is being released for consumer spending, and delinquency rates on mortgages have increased at the same time. So those are some negatives that could uh, prove to be a drag on consumer spending growth in the new year. At the same time, there are positives, and the labor market is the source of some of those most prominent positives. Wage growth, for instance, has proved strong as a result of a still solid labor market. And some consumer segments, such as young college graduates, enjoy the benefits of a tight labor market. In retail, inflation has eased considerably. Coresight Research estimates that retail-specific inflation stood at just 1.3% in September. That's considerably lower than the overall CPI of 3.7%. And it's well down from its mid-2022 peak of close to 8%. And while consumers have exercised restraint in some retail categories, overall, they have have unwound relatively little of the inflated spending on goods that the pandemic gifted retail. So you could make the point that shoppers have arguably been spending above their means, and we could see the strain impact more on consumer spending in 2024. So what should retailers do on the back of this? Well, based on course, site research, proprietary consumer research, in which uh, we survey consumers on their responses to budgetary constraints. We have a number of recommendations. Firstly, retailers should ramp up relevance and personalization in their promotions to really cut through and make an impact with consumers. Retailers should also prepare for soft unit demand. Shoppers have been telling us, confirming that they're buying fewer items in some categories. Retailers can cater to private label demand. We see a long runway for growth with private label and retailers can invest over the medium to long term. Retailers must act to prevent shopper attrition to rivals given consumers have been telling us they're switching to rival retailers. And finally, retailers can be seen to be giving consumers a helping hand with alternatives. Consumers have told us they're making, they're making decisions such as stopping purchases in grocery, delaying purchases in non-grocery, Retailers can be seen to respond to that, give, give retailers a hand, uh, give consumers a hand, suggest swaps that they can make, offer services such as layaway uh, and alternative financing options. So there are steps retailers can take, even if consumers do prove more cautious in 2024.
1: Sure, economic standing is a leading indicator for consumer spending. If we as individuals are feeling financial pressure in one place we're pretty likely to try to alleviate that pressure and that pain elsewhere. But as Katie Thomas, leader of the Kearney Consumer Institute, so eloquently shared with Retail Touchpoints, financial standing and economic sentiment are just one really small piece of a much larger, extremely detailed, and nuanced picture. She believes that retailers often overlook the softer, more contextual insights required to truly understand and empathize with a consumer. What someone may deem important, meaningful, or rewarding to them may also impact what they decide to buy, when, where, and how. For example, I may personally be buying more groceries through Target's private label brands to save some cash day to day, but that certainly isn't going to stop me from finally taking my five-year-old son to Disney World to experience the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Park for the first time. Very nuanced, but definitely a way to showcase how my personal context, my lifestyle, my feelings, my emotional standing, my priorities impacts how I buy. Likewise, Many consumers are doubling down on the things that bring them joy, from concerts to plays to trips, and yes, even like me, theme park tickets. In 2023, this reality inspired retail's newest hybrid word. You know we love those hybrid words, and that is funflation. Katie shares why this trend will continue through 2024, and how retail executives should better understand and respond to consumers' power and control over their life by reprioritizing how they're spending.
2: Hi, I'm Katie Thomas. I lead the Kearney Consumer Institute, which makes me a major advocate for the consumer, and which is why I think the most important trend heading into 2024 is acknowledging and accounting for the power of the consumer, the impact of consumer choice, and specifically the opportunity for consumers to be flexible. So what we've really been seeing lately is frankly, the consumer is in the driver's seat. They had the optionality, and increasingly are showing their ability to be not just thoughtful but really savvy. Particularly as their wallets have seemingly tightened, and yet they've continued to spend. And that brings me back to the larger backstory here is that we just don't always do a good enough job of seeing the full consumer picture when discussing consumer spend. While things like inflation and interest rates have been high, so has employment and wage growth. And and now wage growth, in fact, is outpacing inflation. So in general, there's a bias for focusing only on individual objective metrics when there's a much more going on in a consumer's life emotionally and psychologically. And as I said, another problem with the current approach is acting as though consumers have no control, that all these financial things are happening to them and they are powerless against all of it. But that's simply not the case. Uh, Consumers are often able to flex to make things work for them and their choices and their lifestyles. And that's why we see consumers cutting back at the grocery store so they can go spend money on Taylor Swift or Beyonce. And so. These current analyses, they just really tend to miss the optionality and the softer side of consumers, the stressors, the opportunities, what's really top of mind, and and how they're thinking about trade-offs and alternatives. Over time, and particularly post-pandemic, consumers just have had increasingly more access, adding complexity to understanding their behavior and these choices they're making. Uh, we often discuss these specific financial indicators, but really it's about the these available options, consumers' ability to make decisions within and across the wallet and then how much flexibility they have. So it's we, our argument is really, it's when consumers lose that optionality that they now expect that leads to stress that really will flow through and impact their behavior and how they spend. And so holiday actually is a great example. You know, retailers are really competing for consumers' dollars right now. That's why you're seeing arguably steeper discounts again is that it doesn't mean there isn't some wallet tightening there, but it's more exemplary of that thoughtfulness, savviness that we're seeing around consumers and knowing that they have some control here, and so as we think about heading into 2024, uh, you know, my my recommendations are are just accounting for this optionality. Really, really reconsidering how data is being used, and that it's not over-linear or rational. I th- oftentimes when I see consumer journeys or analyses, we assume very rational thoughts on behalf of the consumer. We miss that flexibility, we miss the emotion behind things, or even just, you know, a, a consumer is, you know, often or things may seem irrational on one side, but to a consumer it's very rational. I think beyond that, it's really thinking about, like we said, you know, things are just happening to them. They have some control. So moving beyond some of these push marketing tactics that we still see and really engaging in the push pull, improving that communication with consumers, moving away from push marketing, uh, figuring out how to talk to them directly. And then, you know, I think that all sums up is rather than trying to predict future behavior, which I can, you know, we increasingly hear is hard to predict, make sure you really understand what's going on in consumers now and their relationship with your brands by talking to them directly, rather than, again, making these sort of linear assumptions around data. And then lastly, some of the macro factors I am keeping an eye on are things like credit card delinquencies and, and overall debt. We have seen that continue to tick up. So it really depends if we're going to continue to see this healthy environment um, in employment and wages, if you know consumers will start to be able to pay that down or if the holidays will, be re- will put some over the edge.
0: Are you ready to explore the evolved customer journey where content, community, and commerce converge? At the Retail Innovation Conference and Expo, you'll learn how brands and retailers are embracing new consumer insights, new technologies, and new destinations to create relevant and resonant experiences. Taking place on June 4th through the 6th at McCormick Place in Chicago, the Retail Innovation Conference and Expo will bring some of the brightest minds in the industry together for unique networking and learning opportunities, including keynote speaker, marketing expert, and author of For the culture, Marcus Collins. Check out the show notes to register today.
1: Quite a few of our contributors made it very, very clear. In 2024, consumers will be looking for value. Of course, like we mentioned earlier, there is going to be that financial or economic value. That's going to be important. But as Katie sort of alluded to... When consumers decide to buy from a brand, they want to feel something. They want to feel fulfillment, excitement, and in some cases, like they're supporting a brand that truly aligns and resonates with who they are and how they want to show up in the world. That is why brand storytelling and brand marketing came through as a very big theme for 2024 Trends and Predictions. Marketing and creative teams are certainly feeling more pressure to stand out from the crowd. And they're also feeling more pressure to show that their campaigns and overall approach to content and community resonates. Matt Collins, director of product marketing at Mountain, knows this feeling all too well. He and his team work with many brands as they strive to create agile and data-driven creative that supports the evolved customer journey from mobile marketing and advertising to social media, and even to connected TV. He shares his recommendations to help brands adapt and develop a scalable process for testing and improving campaign results in the new year. Hey
3: everybody, my name is Matt Collins, and I'm the director of product marketing at Mountain. Mountain is a self-serve connected TV advertising platform that's built for performance marketers, and I'm, recording this in New York City on a chilly November day, uh, out and about, and not far from some of the world's most popular shopping destinations. Of course, shopping isn't just on the minds of consumers these days, it's also on the minds of advertisers. And as Q4 winds down, a lot of advertisers are doing two things. They're thinking about how they can make this a great and successful quarter for them. But marketers are also thinking about 2024 and what to expect so I've been thinking a little bit about 2024 as well and I wanted to share some thoughts about what we expect here what I expect uh, in terms of uh, retail trends to take shape you know as you think back on 2023 I think it's still safe to say that the consumer is still feeling a little pressure you know inflation has moderated which is a good thing but that's not the same as deflation and many of us still remember when prices 2019 were quite a bit lower than they are now. And for the most part, those prices aren't coming back. It's not a surprise, therefore, that Placer.ai saw a steady increase over four straight months from May to September in weekly visits to off-price retailers. And so when I take a step back and think about where the consumer is and where the economy is, I think one key takeaway comes through loud and clear for 2024, and that's this, value. And how can brands communicate value and how can marketers get better value? And I think there are three things that marketers can do to seize on this moment of consumers really caring about value. The first is make sure that your creative messages, the ads that you prepare, whether for television or digital or social, really communicate value loud and clear. it, it should be both obvious to the consumer what that value is, but also distinctive. Your brand still has to stand out, almost certainly in a, in a crowded environment. And this doesn't mean that you have to abandon brand value. Uh, certainly, the brands have value and you can communicate those, but I think it should be done very clearly and distinctively. And if your value changes from season to season, if you've got seasonal products, then make sure that you're refreshing that creative uh, accordingly second when it comes to creative develop a learning practice towards creative Uh, i I think a lot of us spend a lot of time thinking about how we can make media better more efficient and that's all important for sure but we can also learn a lot and become better and better over time at at the the art and the science of making creative that performs so develop a, a commitment to testing creative doing regular a b testing of your creative to uh, learning and developing hypotheses about what's working well and, and what isn't, and how do you do more of the things that are working well. And to plan in advance for ad fatigue, you know, that phenomenon where consumers get tired of seeing the ad over and over again by committing to refreshing your ads on a regular basis. And the third trend, which I would, would I, the third thing to do about the trend of value in 2024 that I would recommend is to make sure that you're, you're using the meat, your, your creative and measuring the creative in the right way. By that I mean for performance. Uh, while certainly brand awareness and brand resonance are critical uh, in any environment, so too is what happens to consumer behavior once they see an ad. Are they visiting your store more often? Are they visiting a website more often? Are they buying more? And the best way to determine whether or not your ads are communicating value to your consumers is to see that impact on the bottom line. So think about how you can use your ads for performance and measure that performance accordingly. I'm excited for 2024. I think it's gonna be a great year. I think it's gonna be an exciting year. I hope it's lining up to be a spectacular one for all of you as well. And I wish all of you a very, very happy new year.
1: And if we're talking about innovating the customer experience and how we market to shoppers, we simply cannot finish this episode without mentioning AI, or more specifically, generative AI. In fact, most of our contributors, if not all of them, mentioned this technology in some way. And Honestly, it's easy to see why. OpenAI and its core product, ChatGPT, took the world by storm. It wasn't just tech and industry people talking about it. No, this was everyday people, students, teachers. Heck, even people at my family dinner table were talking about AI and what it possibly means for them. And generative AI is poised to completely change the way people work, create, but it's also driving some really important conversations around creativity and copyright law, privacy, and even regulatory implications, especially as AI continues to mature and evolve.
2: This all comes as the United States has lagged on regulating AI.
0: I think if this technology goes wrong, it can go quite wrong. Uh, and we want to be vocal about that. We want to work with the government. What he's calling for
3: here in his prepared testimony is regulation, saying we should create standards to license AI technology. Now this is an idea that you create standards, what AI can do, and then you get either a license or some kind of uh, agreement uh, from the government agencies to uh, deploy that AI, but it has to meet certain safety standards first. We simply don't have the safeguards in place. We don't have the legal rules. We don't have the expertise in government for the rapid technological change that's now taking place.
0: We, we try to be very clear-eyed about what the downside case is and the work that we have to do to mitigate that. It's, it's one of my areas of greatest concern, the, 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 the more general ability of these models to manipulate, and to persuade, uh, and to provide sort of one-on-one, uh, you know, interactive disinformation.
1: Christina Lawrence, EVP of Consumer and Content Experience at Razorfish, did a fantastic job at illustrating how AI evolved in 2023, how it will continue to progress in 2024, but also what this evolution will mean for brands as they strive to improve the customer experience and embrace new and emerging technologies along the way. The most notable takeaway for me is how AI's rapid adoption and evolution will actually impact brand safety and trust. It's incredibly fascinating to unpack all of the possibilities of generative AI, as well as the implications of its use. So I'll let Christina take it from here.
4: Hi, I'm Christina Lawrence, EVP of Consumer and Content Experience and Innovation at Razorfish. A trend that we're going to be talking about well into 2024 and beyond will be generative AI, which happens to be a trend that we also talked a ton about in 2023. I have to start by saying that Gen AI is a tool, it's not a strategy, but it's the tool that is driving a revolution across every industry. It's a revolution that's defining modern marketing by redefining how businesses innovate, engage with consumers, and harness the power of data to create transformative experiences. So throughout 2023, we've seen how Gen AI can be leveraged for content creation, for hyper-personalized brand chat experiences, how it could be how it's automating marketing workflows and can be used for predictive analytics. But in 2024, multimodal LLMs, Gen AI video, and Gen AI-powered apps and services will increasingly mature and tailor more personalized consumer experiences all the way through to purchase. The brands that find ingenious ways to use these new technologies And to build out new consumer-centric products and services versus just retrofitting these tools into their current products, their current solutions and processes will be the big winners. It's about building the business with these tools that you want tomorrow, not trying to fit them into the current processes that you have in place today. Moreover, Gen.AI will have a seismic impact on other notable technology transformations and trends like XR by simplifying and accelerating key aspects of the experience development and content creation process and enabling more people to design for AR and VR experiences. So while technology and bandwidth advancements are going to power this trend in 2024, and with early adopters as usual at the forefront, these new experience layers are going to radically change how broader audiences see, how they hear, how they feel, and how they touch brand marketing for years to come. And the brands willing to strategically invest in these exploratory XR experiments, just as they're doing with Gen AI right now, will be the real trailblazers, and they'll be the ones setting the gold standard for the immersive experiences of tomorrow. At the same time, As developing content through gen AI platforms becomes more prolific, we also expect to see a resulting increase in disinformation, in deep fakes, and an overarching glut of content across our digital spaces, across our digital channels. So our very understanding of what real, quote-unquote, is, and how we determine authenticity and provenance of any piece of content will also radically transform. So this could create a situation, be it a crisis for brands who simply observe this transformation without adapting internal processes and controls to ensure brand safety, those, that those check steps are in place or that they're protecting intellectual property and reassuring audiences of the provenance of branded content. So until universal governance standards are put in place, It will be up to brands and to organizations to create their own governance frameworks to preserve the most valuable of brand assets, and that will be consumer trust.
1: These were just four of the 15 incredible contributors we had to this year's Trends and Predictions report. Other participants include Matt Maher of M7 Innovations, Rick Watson, founder and CEO of RMW Commerce Consulting, Melissa Minko of CINT, Lisa Imlani of Retail Strategy Group, and so many more. Get all the insights you need to start 2024 with success. Click the link in the show notes and dig into our multimedia experience. And of course, be sure to subscribe to Retail Remix because we are going to be following up on these trends, digging into the predictions, and challenging what all of these topics and technologies mean for the industry over the next year. We're going to be sharing weekly conversations with more experts and executives as these trends shake out and as the industry continues to evolve. Go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or frankly, anywhere else you subscribe to shows. Click that button to subscribe and don't miss a retail beat. But for now, that's it from us, everyone. Thanks again so much for joining us in the new year, and we'll see you next week.